Hey, Joe. Hey, hey, hey Alex. Guess what? Hey, what? What? We have a Patreon. We do. What's that? And we added this new tier to it where people get to help us actually make episodes. Well, that sounds cool. Yeah. Wow. And this is the first one. I forgot to tell you guys. Oh, uh, we're oh. doing it tonight. So, that explains all of the things happening in both the internet space and the real space around me right now. That's good. Because this is just, uh, you know, I thought I'd spring it on you guys because I think that you're smart. Both of you. Aw. That's One of you is smart. Get to decide who? We'll find that out. But no, <laughs> this episode comes to us from Taya Transcends um, on Twitter, who is... Uh, one of the one of our early Patreons and somebody who was the kind of the first one to jump at the opportunity to help us kind of come up with an episode. Uh, so we, we kind of working with the Patreons who are at that tier, working on either an episode to do with one of our Goblin Games topics or a Goblin ranking topic, kind of some of the newer, smaller, shorter episodes that we were planning on doing. And Taya just suggested a great idea, which is Goblin flavor texts that is a good one there's there's plenty yes even doing a quick scryfall search of just cards with the word goblin in the flavor text is like 260 so what i'd like us to do is we're going to kind of break this down into a couple of categories to kind of rein us in because we need that (laughs) we're going to talk about flavor texts that are on goblin cards, flavor text that are on goblin related cards, and then just finally flavor text on non goblin cards that either reference goblins or quotes goblins, which is actually a huge amount. Yeah. All right. So to start that off, Alex, you actually had a really interesting example that I think would be great because it hits everything. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to start off um, talking about Ib Halfheart. So, Ib is a is a goblin card, um, literate goblin printed in Time Spiral, and just to, he's got some cool flavor text too. So he is Ib Halfheart, goblin tactician, <laughs> and his his flavor text, which seems like a very strong tactical uh, stance to take, is everybody but me charge. kind of fits the good goblin theme but one of the things i want to talk about with him that i think is kind of interesting from a a vorthos perspective to take you know half a step back to talk about the game as as a game um is he was a story character from ice age so you know like what 95 or something got printed in time spiral in like 2006 i think so almost a decade later he finally got his first card because just the way that the sets are made, the cards have to be designed first before the story is done, just from timelines, because the cards have to be made and then probably remade and then tinkered with and fixed and moved through several teams to make sure the set works. And so they have to have cards put together much earlier than the stories put together. And so especially early days, I think Wizard has has taken steps lately to bridge this gap a little bit. But in the early days, like the none of the significant story characters or very few of them would show up in cards because the story wasn't written until much later and there just weren't cards for these people created because they hadn't been created for the story yet. 
So Ib has a lot of flavor text. He is quoted in a lot of flavor text. And and Time Spiral was a set where kind of like we're seeing with Modern Horizons today, we see like with some of the commander sets where Wizards was able to go back in time and say, okay, let's take this character and give them a card. But if, you know, let's go back and we're talking about flavor text. And so I want to go back to Ice Age and um, talk about some of Ib's, you know, tactical genius here. <laughs> so we're going to start with Goblin Ski Patrol, who that is an actual card. I am not kidding. There is a goblin skiing in a, uh, in a Ice Age card. Um, and the flavor text is a quote from Ib Halfheart, Goblin Tactician. And it just says, Aye! <laughs> So, like, we're getting a little bit of his his character here, and we're kind of understanding how he leads these goblins. Um, another one that I think is, is really good is Blinking Spirit. So this is a, a spirit in, in white, um, and, and Ib, uh, once again, is quoted here saying, Don't look at it. Maybe it'll go away. <laughs> and, again, we're, we're seeing, you know... The tactical genius of of Ib during this area of you know the, the Ice Age. Um, I want to talk about Wall of Shields too. This shows his his cunning and and um, so here is another quote. It's the pokey bits that hurt the most. I mean, <laughs> relating important information to the other goblins. He's it's not wrong. Very very true. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the I mean, lie? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and you know, finally from, from the card from Ice Age where he was quoted on, I want to talk about spoils of war. And the uh, the quote here is, "This is the fun part." And you know, <laughs> it's I think that's a very important thing to make sure that you know people are are keeping entertained. You're keeping the morale of the troops up when they get to take some spoils and it looks like a really weird helmet with an arrow through it. But you know, the goblin <laughs> in the picture is really excited about this helmet. Uh, you know, I actually thought once you started with the Goblin Ski Patrol, I always assumed that you were going to end with Goblin Snowman. Oh, well. <laughs> Which also I'll has Ib, that one. Yeah, it's got Ib, uh, th- th- this one. The art really is what sells it. It has a little bit of a visual gag in that it's like goblins all around a snowman. And the snowman does not look happy for some reason. But the uh, flavor text simply is strength in numbers. Right. okay so but i just love that there is a snowman and a ski patrol that are goblins we really do it all oh yeah better representation for goblins i also like that you know that's that's kind of a a little vestigo piece of early magic too where things were not i don't want to say not always as serious but maybe that's it allowed itself to have fun. It allowed itself to be goofy and go into that weird space, too. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Where They were just like, you know what? If we're going to have an ice age, someone's going to be skiing. Yeah, someone's okay, going to cool. make a Why snowman. Not? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And it's, I mean, let's let's be honest. It's, it's going to be the goblins. And, and you know what? I'm sorry. I know we want to talk about flavor text, and we want this to, we don't want this to go too long, so I don't think we're going to talk about the cards mechanically as much but i really do want to talk about goblin ski patrol real quick here so basically it's a for for it has an activation for one and and a red it gets plus two plus oh and gains flying then its controller sacrifices it at the end of the turn but you can only play it once and only if you control a snow mountain 
And that is just so perfect for early magic where they're like, we are going to capture the exact flavor of a goblin skiing down a mountain and then <laughs> flying through the air and then colliding and probably dying at the end of that. So but they're like, just because it, I think it is this funny bit that you said, like wizards has given flying to goblins a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, this being one of them and the act of it is just amazing whenever they do because it just shows this idea that really goblins shouldn't be flying um so goblin sky raider which is a (laughs) one two goblin uh the flavor text is the goblin word for flying is more accurately translated as falling slowly (laughs) that was one of my favorites as a kid i had the the red starter deck uh from seventh edition that that was in and that was one of my absolute favorite cards well, and while we're while we're on the subject of flying goblins and military goblins, I wanted to mention Battle Squadron from Mercadian Masks, which is uh, technically a goblin. Sh- it's it's a ship is the creature type, but it's a it has flying. It depicts a bunch of goblins on this Frexian-ish looking skyship, and. Uh, it, the flavor text is the goblins made an unruly pile with military precision. so this is going to be our first section which is goblin cards with flavor text so these are the goblins that we're looking at that actually have flavor text on them i will start out with uh one of my favorites which is goblin artillery which is a creature and the flavor text is most goblins get their turn firing the catapult but few achieve the coveted title of ammunition holder, which means you literally get to be catapulted along with whatever is being thrown. You're talking about, you know, goblins flying and it probably being a bad idea for them. (laughs) So I have one that I think is kind of fun, but it's maybe not quite as, as left comical uh goblin king so there it's got a couple flavor texts but the the more recent one the you know the one from 10th edition uh says to be king numbskill did in blog who did in unkfall who did in viddle <laughs> who did in lol who did in all rock <clears throat> dot 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 <laughs> so i think that's if just a fun like and it actually really fits the flavor text of the original printing going back to alpha that was to become king of the goblins one must assassinate the previous king thus only the most (laughs) foolish seek positions of leadership and it's i think that's kind of just a a a fun little depiction of you know how goblins assemble themselves yeah goblin culture on dominaria especially Ooh boy (laughs) Um, I'm going to, you know, being me, I, I tend to lean towards the goofier, especially when it comes. I mean, I I think some of the, I mean, we're going to, I'll probably talk about a couple of these, but the, the legendaries are some that have some very poignant mm. and good flavor text. But I real quick need to get in a couple of mine. Goblin Gardener. Yep. Uh, seventh edition. Years of attempts have brought the goblins no closer to growing a sausage tree. <laughs> uh, and Goblin Glider, which is from the starter deck. Which is, again, another flying goblin that also can't block. And the flavor text is, the goblins call the gliders death from above. Everyone else calls them clods in the clouds. (laughs) I think Goblin Gardener also has one of my favorite goblin pieces of art. Yeah. Yes, it does. It's, yeah. They're just literally grabbing a tree out of the ground. Yes, well, and it's the the mechanic, the goblin destroys a land, 
And this goblin gardener is just so desperately trying to hold on to this tree that it is actually destroying it. And yeah. Like, okay, yep. It fits. It holds on. Yeah. So, Joe, I, do you have one more I, for us? I do. Uh, I, while we're on the more humorous bent, uh, I'm going to bring up Ember Holler from M11. And that also has a little reference to language in magic, which is one of my personal interests is you know different languages dialects translations that sort of thing uh and ember holler says flirk's crude goblin language didn't differentiate between quote i bring the flame and quote i am the flame (laughs) (laughs) and specifically uh the mechanic you can sacrifice the card to deal damage so it's uh yeah, it, it very much fits that. I also really, truly love Aki Underminer from the Kamigawa block, Champions of Kamigawa. Uh, deep inside the Sokenzin Mountains, a band of Aki discovered a cache of ancient items of power. Their ensuing spree of destruction became known as the Three Days of Fun. Observations <laughs> of the Kami War. <laughs> so to pivot off of language... Uh, I'd like to throw this one out here uh, from Mirrodin as well. Or no, you were from coming out from Mirrodin goblin striker. There's no word in the goblin language for strategy. Then again, there's no word in the goblin language for word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's absolutely great. Well, while we're, while we're on Mirrodin too, I, I do have to bring up another one of my absolute favorite goblin cards from when I was a kid. And that's goblin brawler. Uh, this is in Darksteel, uh, but its flavor text says, perhaps he shuns technology. Perhaps he appreciates nature. Perhaps he doesn't know the difference. <laughs> and it just shows a goblin dropping his sword and holding a rock and looking lovingly at it. So, Hobbs, if you don't mind me jumping in, I have another one that transitions off of that. Cool. Uh, Aki Cole Flinger. <laughs> it, uh, the, the flavor text is, no matter where you find them, Goblins love rocks. <laughs> <laughs> what What is great about this is it's just like, I think this is showing us what Wizards has kind of set up for us as goblins, right? You know, goblins don't know much about physics, but they know lots about falling and rocks. That is from Rock Jockey. <laughs> That's we awesome. Got, we really yep. get this. When dealing with goblins, if it isn't nailed down, it's headed your way. That's a new one, actually, from Munitions Expert. It's funny, you know, as you're saying this, Wizards has really done a good job of giving us different cultures across planes. They haven't made, you know, species or races feel identical from plane to plane because they shouldn't. These are these are cultures and groups that have evolved separate from each other by space and, you know, divided by space and time. But there are some really strong unifying factors throughout magic history for what goblins are and love. And and oh, rocks yeah. are one of them. <laughs> rocks yeah. are rocks are definitely one of them. Oh, yeah. And Goblin Lookout, going back to Legion, so we're back on uh, Dominaria, also references that and kind of fits the theme from what Hobbs was saying from his last cards. So this uh, set says, throw rocks at him, throw spears at him, throw furt at him. Uh, <laughs> capitalizing furt, it must be a name of a goblin because Goblin Lookout, you can sacrifice it to pump all your goblins. You can sacrifice <laughs> a goblin to pump all your goblins. Uh so before we kind of move on to the next category, if the, uh, I would like to really hit on maybe some of the legendary goblins because I think some of these have 
is where we got flavor for storylines and also our goblins that kind of rise above most of what we've been talking about is the common goblin in some ways. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, what we think of where we don't really get goblins that are integral or even a part of the story. Um, we're going to circle back to our, one of our favorite goblins squee later, but I just want to kind of lead off the legendary talk with his flavor text, which is from Stark sub goblins are expendable. Some are impossible to get rid of, but he's both at the same time. <laughs> Uh, I, here's a good one that that fits what you're talking about too, Hobbs, with with the goblins kind of setting the tone for things. Uh, Tuck Tuck. Oh. So, yeah. So Tuck Tuck the Explorer, uh, his uh, the flavor text says remade by Eldrazi magic. Tuck Tuck inspired an entire clan of misguided goblins. Nice. Those are our people. Well, and also <laughs> somewhere I, on some card or in some story. Another goblin reference is the fact that they essentially ate Tuk Tuk because they thought, well, okay, the Hedrons are magical and they turned him into this magic rock god. So if we eat him, then we'll be magical too. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So before we move on to the next category, I just want to real briefly have to get a little controversial because why else are we here if not? Um, and talk about, you know, we've seen a couple of these that uh, we're going to come back to Squee, but we've had some characters that have been through a couple of iterations of cards. And one of them actually happens to have flavor text for both iterations. And the first one is very powerful. Uh, it's for Krenko Mob Boss, which says he displays a perverse charisma fueled by avarice, highly dangerous recommend civil sanctions Ugh, sorry to get political Ogman sarv azorius hussar which yeah you know it's just funny recommend civil sanctions it really plays up kind of how we have talked about Cranko in the past now let's contrast that with the Cranko 10 street kingpin which is after the people flee but before the enemy arrives that's grabbing time and when I saw these, knowing, knowing that we were prepping for this episode, I realized that that flavor text alone kind of sums up my problem with the, the new second version of Cranko that we got. Well, it's it's just that it's so flat, you know, yeah. and that's and that's the bummer is this. It, it could be interesting. Cranko Tin Street Kingpin could be very interesting if we saw him progress from a mob boss, an assassin type goblin to you know like think think of the marvel character kingpin like a yeah. literal like crime lord as opposed to a mob boss but here it just looks like he's still sort of a down and out flunky i mean the, yeah. the thing you speaking of kingpin if we want to kind of talk about it from that perspective the thing that is known about kingpin is he doesn't get his hands dirty exactly and yet yeah sorry yeah Alex. Oh no, and 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 one thing about this too is is like you have the original version. You know, he's displays this charisma, yes. avarice, and he's dangerous. And you got this idea that he does things, and then this one, the flavor text makes him just sound like he's a brute who swings through the neighborhood and takes all the stuff people left behind. And it's not evolving the character, and it, it kind of is devolving the character, right? And you know, and and 
we've got a lot of funny flavor text. We've got a lot of funny flavor text to go. And goblins kind of, you know, throw rocks and, and break things. But when you have these characters that have specific things, it's nice to have that representation of a goblin who is something more than just, you know, kind of the stereotype. But this kind of feels like they're break, they were breaking down that character a little bit and kind of not giving them anything to do. Yeah. Yep. Oh, agreed. to be happy before we move on, uh, Squee Goblin Nabob actually does have a second <laughs> flavor text mm. more recently, um, which is, if Yagma meant Squee's immortality is a curse, no one ever told Squee. Uh, and it's by Karn. <laughs> well, which and, I just think is kind of pretty perfect for, for and, Squee. And then you go to the original Mercadian Masks flavor text, and... Uh, and you get a quote from his weather-like crewmate, Tongarth, where Tongarth says, General, general nuisance, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and like I said, we're going to circle back to Squee. Squee has his own categories. So uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about flavor texts that are on goblin-related cards but aren't actually goblin. So why don't we start with the flavor text that is as our little sort of button hook at the end of every single episode, which is the flavor text on Goblin Slide. And those of you who are regular listeners, you can say it all with me. Goblins, <laughs> like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers. And I know that it wasn't me. I think, Alex, it was you that suggested this as a, like a, a button hook for an episode. But I think it was... You suggested it as an individual episode? Well, I think I just found it because I, I had it in my, my Zada deck um, at the GP last year. I think I was just, we were playing a game and I was reading flavor text on my cards. And when I was, you know, I just happened to notice that flavor text and, and I pointed it out to you because I thought it was kind of funny and cool. But I'm pretty sure you're the one who picked it up and had moved forward with it. Well, yeah, no, I definitely, as soon as you suggested this or, or pointed it out or, or whatever, mm -hmm. however it happened, I saw that and I went, oh my gosh, this is exactly the kind of message that we are trying to put out with our show every single episode, every single week. And, and I think it's the, uh, for me at least, why it evoked such a strong reaction is that, um, you know, it's it's that we are trying to inspire numbers, hordes of, of goblin friends to join together. Um, you know, I, I think that's something we see not to get serious or political in this moment, except to uh, do want to do both. Um, but that's something we see in, in real life and reality is it's really hard to do it on your own. It's really hard to do life by yourself. And there are people out there who do it and they are incredibly strong and strong willed. And that is awesome. I am not those people. I need people around me and I need people to help me be stronger and pick me up when I can't do things exactly the right way. And I know that there are people out there like me. And so this to me is like when we can build that critical mass avalanche goblin slide of all of us, you know, furry faced, pointy eared, you know, boogers sliding down a mountain at whatever goal we have in mind. We're unstoppable. Another one that I love that is kind of how, you know, we talked about when we saw this up front in our when it came out really felt like us and in some ways is kind of our calling card card which is goblin gathering 
uh, it, I mean, it's this idea that the more gatherings you have, the larger they get. And the idea is that two's a party, three's a felony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if that just doesn't perfectly describe us three also, I, I don't know what does. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's even called Goblin Gathering. And and uh, <clears throat> I know I haven't said it. I believe maybe it's been both of you or one of the two of you who's been talking about how you know our podcast emphasizes the gathering part of Magic the Gathering. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, yep, just right there. We, we actually took our name from a card. That, you know, Joe, you're the one who came up with the name of Goblin Lore. And... The flavor text on that card is actually beautiful and amazing, which is, now listen closely, my young gob. There are many ways to eat pimple bugs, but I say the best way is all smashed together between two slug chips. (laughs) And I just love this idea of this, like, grandmother goblin passing down recipes like my grandmother did to me. Mm -hmm. They're just goblin recipes. Wow. I, uh... I actually didn't know that flavor text because the Portal Second Age huh? one is a very different one. Mm-hmm. That is the one from 10th edition. Yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah. So I, I got one, another one I, I want to talk about in this category. Um, Goblin Rally. So this one doesn't really relate to our podcast, but I just think it's funny. Uh, so this is another one that uh, makes makes Goblin tokens. But then the flavor text is, you don't so much hire goblins as put ideas in their heads. <laughs> <laughs> I think that relates to our podcast very much. Um, one of my favorite cards because of playing Storm, Empty the Warrens. Yeah. It's never just one goblin. <laughs> <laughs> I also love, I, I, there are a lot of tongue-in-cheek goblin cards, you know. Goblins definitely get short shrift in a lot of people's, like, estimations um, of them. But uh, I love Goblin Warpaint from the Battle for Zendikar. Uh, it's a quote uh, of somebody saying, The Eldrazi may not be intimidated, but if it boosts the goblin's confidence, I see no reason to discourage it. <laughs> You guys, we we already missed an amazing flavor text when we were on Goblins themselves. What's oh, that? Yeah. We missed Raging Goblin. Oh, uh, it's a classic. He raged at the world, at his family, at his life, but mostly he just raged. <laughs> I mean, I, I just love the idea. It's like, yeah, he just rages at everything. That's another one that when I saw it as a kid, I was like, okay, Goblins are absolutely one of my favorite tribes. The snark, the snark is strong with these ones. What about no. uh, what about the classic goblin offensive? Somebody's <laughs> got to take that on. They are. I thought we were gonna go there. Oh, I mean that's what it is. You know, no. I, <laughs> this is one of those ones that just works so well because you need the the name with it. Like in a vacuum, they are means just nothing. Like nothing. But the fact that the card name is supposed to be about like a group of goblins on the offensive. That's the name of the card. It's really the flavor tank references them being offensive. offensive. Just, you know, that's like, that's our cast. That's literally a pun on a card title in the flavor text. Let's talk about <laughs> a, our, our, um, our, our, our last category before we s- circle back to squee flavor text on non goblin cards that reference or quote goblins. Well, there's one that we've talked about before already on the show for sure that is absolute gold, Alex. I, I mean, this is this is a card that you've mentioned is one of your favorites. 
Oh yes, uh, Floodgate. Um, I, I I try not to talk about this all the time, uh, <laughs> though I know I did bring it up on our first episode. So Floodgate is a weird card, but it top to bottom, all the elements of it like fit perfectly together in this wonderful flavor puzzle, <laughs> just all interlocking together. And so Floodgate is a wall in blue. Uh, if it gains flying, you destroy it. If it leaves play, it deals to each non-blue creature without flying one damage for every two islands you control. Because obviously all the water is rushing through now. And the flavor text. <clears throat> Quick, Rorik, teach me to swim. <laughs> and the quote is from Makut, Goblin Casualty. Oh. <laughs> and it's it's just so complete. And like, what isn't necessarily spelled out here, but I suspect is probably the case, is that it, it's probably their fault that the whole thing's breaking. So <laughs> so I have a bargain, which is from a starter set, that says bargaining with a goblin is like trading with a child. Both believe they already own everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice. while, while we're talking about recent, more recent cards, uh, and this is one of my absolute favorite characters in recent times, uh, it, speaking of legendary creatures, although he hasn't been printed as a legend yet, uh, Breaches, the gunner of the belligerent from the Plain of Ixalan, uh, has the flavor text on Gamble, which is, quote, STUFF AND SUNDRIES AND MUNITIONS! <laughs> Bloodshot Cyclops from 8th edition gives us another good pun. <laughs> Yep. After their first encounter, the goblins named him Chuck. <laughs> and the art, of course, is a, a cyclops playing catch with goblins. Yeah, just like throwing them. And, yeah, and the mechanic is you sack a creature and it deals damage. You know, it throws a creature at somebody and does damage to the thing you threw it at. Ugh, so, yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. So, uh, Blade Tusk Boar um, is one I want to want to talk about. So I kind of enjoy this flavor text, the older one. There's there's a newer flavor text that is sadly bereft of goblin references, but the, the <gasps> older one says, those who dare stand in its path are either brave or mindless, or in the case of goblins, both. Um, <laughs> detonate, the version from Mirrodin, gives us the goblins have 42 different words for owl. <laughs> <laughs> I also love uh, sneak attack from Urza's saga. Uh, classic nothing beats surprise except rock (laughs) (laughs) yep nothing beats rock so it makes sense to me all right so i i think uh i need to to transition off of that so (laughs) i (laughs) so i'm looking at the flavor text of of shock and I had one that I definitely want to talk about, and I will get to that one in a second. But I just realized that there's so many other flavor texts, and there's one that I missed. So one of the flavor texts for Shock, the one I literally just discovered, was a quote. I love lightning. It's my best invention since The Rock. Tago, Goblin Weaponsmith. <laughs> <laughs> And so that understand physics. (laughs) No, and that was printed in just onslaught and eighth edition, 
because there was a different uh, flavor text previous to that. In ninth edition, for just one set, they ran the flavor text. One, uh, another quote here. Once I saw a goblin shouting at a thunderstorm. He lost the argument pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Wandering mage. I don't know who that is, but yeah. That's the one that I originally saw and wanted to talk about. But looking at all the sets, then I found this 8th edition. It's like, oh, well, there's a couple good ones in there. That is the goblin version of Old Man Shots at Cloud. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, also, very apropos for us, um, Granite Shard from Mirrodin. It's a piece of world the goblins have never seen, but would dearly like to blow up. <laughs> <laughs> like, <I> just, <laughs> never seen it. Yep. Uh, if goblins could blow up an idea, they would. Uh, well, I, I also have here Brightstone Ritual from Onslaught. Uh <clears throat> Wizards fought over the stone to exploit its power. Goblins fight over it because it's shiny. <laughs> um, uh, oh, I can't. I don't have it up. Light mine. If anybody wants to bring up light mine. Yep, light mine field from Rise of the Eldrazi. Oh, this is this is offensive. If you want to kill a lot of goblins, just make sure your defenses look like fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this might be a one to follow that. Uh, impending disaster from Urza's legacy, which is the hammer, by the way, because those sets are always confusing. If you're <laughs> not sure which Urza set it is, uh, but this is an enchantment that during your upkeep, if there are seven or more lands in play, you sack this and destroy all lands. Mm-hmm. The flavor text is a quote saying, "The goblins are in charge of maintenance. Why not just set it on fire now and call it a day?" <laughs> <laughs> Quote by Whiptongue, Vishino Technician. And I love the art because you look in the art, there's there's this tower that is just on com- on fire, just completely on fire. <laughs> and then in the foreground, you see a Vyashano like panicking, looking up, and a goblin eating a sandwich. <laughs> I um, see no problems. So going along together, now this would be lore cards that reference goblins, but I just love the... F- follow-up of unsets to really <laughs> drive things home we have kark's thumb yeah and the flavor text is i can think of one goblin it ain't so lucky for <laughs> slow bad <clears throat> the follow-up is kark's other thumb and it says kark was the kind of goblin who'd lose his thumb in a wager and come right back with double or nothing <laughs> <laughs> I also uh, I want to bring up one maybe maybe a bit of a, a pace changer here uh, so I can let my laugh headache uh, subside a little bit for a minute. <laughs> um, I, Magistrate's veto from Mercadian Masks is an enchantment, uh, and it depicts one of the the Kyrem, the goblins who were kind of discovered to be controlling the entirety of Mercadia from behind the scenes, and. They're actually one of the first sort of depictions that we saw of an intelligent, like sort of cunning, more more than cunning, I guess, like conniving, plotting goblin. Uh, And the flavor text here is the magistrate had been the goblin's puppet for so long that he made the right decisions with only a little prompting. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And like, how, where do, where else do you see a goblin like flexing political power like that? Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. 
So, uh, I don't know. I just have funny ones left. Go for it. Uh, uh, well, I, yeah, I, I think it was like um, I'm trying to think of that. Well, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. I, I uh, now I know my ABCs from Unhinged. <laughs> uh, it says at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control all control permanence with names that include all 26 letters. So you know, we all grew up <laughs> as kids knowing the quick fox jump, whatever it is. What is it? The quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. The quick onyx goblins jumped over the lazy dwarf. Yes. Nice. That's good. So then that's that's a sentence that contains one letter, of, yeah. one of each letter from the English language. Just to, to spell it out for people who may not have been familiar with uh, the original sentence. To spell it out that's for our cool. goblin listeners. Let's, let's yeah. call it what it was. <laughs> yeah. Did Alex just indirectly insult all of our guests or all just, our like listeners? I just indirectly made a pun. I just realized I said <laughs> spell it out when you were talking about ABCs. Uh, 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 <sighs> that's just lots of disappointment then. Speaking <laughs> of disappointment, Victory Chimes, an artifact from Battle Bond. So this is the the like sports world where everyone just participates in the arena and the flavor text says the favored noisemaker of goblins ever since the wardens cracked down on explosives. <laughs> oh, man. we. I'm sorry, but I got to go back to actually a creature itself. We. I cannot believe I had this one queued up and forgot. Goblin Balloon Brigade. Yes. Which is a goblin that you can give flying to. Uh, and the way that you do that is the enemy is getting too close. Quick, inflate the toad. <laughs> it's a hot air balloon that's a giant toad goblins are resourceful no one has ever said otherwise yeah so alex we i mean we've actually brought up portal and starter and some of these sets and you were mentioning the fact that there's kind of like a mini story uh being told across cards one of them is on canal monitor and so this is just a vanilla creature from ixalan block and but the flavor text is the first goblin tried to swim the canal the second built a raft. The last and craftiest goblin launched herself from a fire cannon and soared over the canal, trailing smoke. All were eaten, but only one was cooked. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of like that that story. And, and while looking for goblin flavor text, I came across and I heard about this somewhere. I knew this was a thing before I found it, but I'd never seen them. But there are four cards from portal second age that tell a story that spans all four of them in the flavor text so the first card is title surge and the flavor text is four little goblins trapped by the sea one teased a serpent then there were three <laughs> uh ogre taskmaster three little goblins enjoying their brew one bumped an ogre then there were two Wild griffin, two little goblins out in the sun. Down came a griffin, then there was one. Oh. And Tremor. I don't to know finish, if I want to finish this. To uh, finish the story, one little goblin shook up the ground. When the dust was cleared, no one was found. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's beautiful. That they yeah. that the, that was spread across cards in that way. I mean, when we're yeah. talking about a set that, lore-wise, 
that's not really what the set was about, you know. Like, but we see that flavor text is used for telling stories in a different way. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a neat, I think, a neat way to give something for players too to to maybe find, you know, this little story. And it was a thing just put in the set that kind of be discovered. Well, I I wanted to circle back to somebody that is near and dear to our heart, which is Squee. Um, one of our planned goblin profiles that I've been trying to work on, and I just get overwhelmed because Squee is that important to the storyline. And and actually, there are 35 flavor texts that mention Squee alone. <laughs> um, and, and they kind of play on the different nature. There are quotes about Squee. There are quotes from Squee. And I thought it would be fun to just kind of end with some Squee hits. Love it. Most of them involve bugs. Mm-hmm. Squee is obsessed with bugs. Oh, they're tasty. They're tasty. Uh, I mean, I think it's yes. Like he, he, you know, uh, like for instance, big plants not only good for hiding but full of tasty bugs. Perfect. <laughs> With a newfound sense of self-importance, Squee set his sight on even bigger bugs. Yep. Um, Bayou dragonfly, like a sugar stick with wings. <laughs> Squee goblin uh, cabin cabin hand. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a uh, pincher beetles. Yep. No fair. Since when does a bug get to munch on me? Yep. <laughs> if they don't pinch, they burn. Can't you eat any of the bugs here? <laughs> That's from Tempest. Yeah. From Firefly. There's uh, Phyrexian battleflies from Invasion. After encountering them, Squee finally lost his appetite for bugs. Yeah. So it's like, oh. uh, he likes to eat a uh, horseshoe crab. Hmm. It looks kind of like a bug. Let's crack it open and see if it tastes like one. I mean, that's discerning right there. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a story in and of itself is Squeeze uh, relationship falling in love with the eating of bugs and then falling out of it. Yeah. It's very tragic. Um, I mean, it's Squee in general is, is pretty tragic. Yeah. Um, we get one of my favorite of all times just because it was a real world reference but it works well on the card that it doesn't distract from it the original time warp flavor text is let's do it again quote by squee <laughs> yeah that... so reference to rocky horror picture show well that's pretty good and it, and it fits the card too because the, the card gives a player an extra turn so like, yes yeah yeah now um some that show just kind of squeeze relationship with other members of the weatherlight fool's tome squee yeah. What's that? Urtai. It's a magical book. Squee. Am I smart enough to use it? Urtai. You could say that. <laughs> um, Aloran. Squee bounced up and down. I see a horsey and a piggy and a, if you don't shut up, hissed Miri, you'll see a kidney and a spleeny. <laughs> I like uh, Tainted Well. Is a good one. It shows that that Squee has uh, has a has survival instinct. Um, the card turns something into a swamp, and his flavor text is "No, you get the water. I ain't thirsty." <laughs> <laughs> um, two that kind of go together. Uh, wh- what we see on Squee, the original Squee, is we see him holding uh, his toy, which mm-hmm. we know the toy is actually a really important part of kind of. I mean, that's a whole episode right there. Do we know what Squeeze Toy is? Somewhat. Not really. I mean, 
we know it's needed. We know that it's a weapon. Um, but the text for Ledger Domain, which is a card I definitely have not seen. Uh, uh, but it's have you seen it? Oh, no, I definitely have seen this. Okay. This definitely was in my. These are cool cards. I'd like to do something with them. <laughs> like back back in the day. Well, the flavor text is actually. It looks like it's him actually getting the toy because it's he squee tucked the warm ball in his pocket and slipped a pebble in its place. Glock, he mumbled, and he hid. So I think this is how he ends up with it. And then we see with Squee's toy as the like war is raging around him is. As the horrors closed in on Gerard, Squee trembled and clutched his toy for comfort. He didn't know where it came from or why it was so warm, but he was glad he'd kept it near. Yeah. Well, and, and I, so I just discovered, I've never seen this, the, the, the flavor text in Robberfly. So I think we've, we've mentioned in the past that Squee's superpower is being underestimated. Yeah. And he kind of just, all of a sudden... Squee just solves the plot. Yeah. And I think this was a case there. You, you read the flavor text of Robber Fly. It says, in pursuit of the juicy fly, Squee stumbled on the hidden hanger. Yeah. <laughs> from Arcadian Mass. And, like, that was a big part of the plot in that, yep. that block. Um, what's interesting, and this was, I mean, well, now let me jump on a soapbox before we end. But, again, how goblins get treated maybe the second time around. When we returned recently to Dominaria, Squee is still there. I mean, we know he can't really die in some ways. I mean, that's, I mean, Yogmoth made him as a toy for um, Volrath to basically be able to kill him over and over again. It's really a shitty kind of thing. That's why I kind of like the Karn flavor text on the newest version of his immortality is a curse no one told him. Because when we get him back to Dominaria, we basically have like, Karn is there, Joyra's there, Teferi's there. It's like this reunion. And Squee's there, and he's not really, you know, like, he's holding his toy. Nothing is really made of it. And his flavor text, I do love, which is, you got to be pretty smart to live as long as me, but not being able to die helps. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But I did think it showed kind of how we returned. I I was a little disappointed that Squee didn't really get what seemed like the same fate or like it to be returned to be part of the story again, which is a bummer because I think he is one of the most fascinating characters, especially given that we've now left Dominaria for this long period of time. We come back and he's there. Now I do feel like if Karn had asked him, it probably would have been discussions about bugs. That he ate <laughs> or didn't eat. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a fair assessment. He's, he, it might have been too that we didn't see this in the story, but you know maybe maybe Karn and Joyra called Squee up and were like, "Hey, we could really use you." And Squee <laughs> was like, nah, "I'm good in retirement. That's fine." <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I, I was only one day till retirement. <laughs> <laughs> I was only one century from retirement. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Um, Taya, thank you so much for this topic. We've had, I mean, we, I think, uh, you know, this set out to be a Goblin Game short episode, but we just, we really struggled. So I guess on the way out, <laughs> we all need to pick probably our favorite one. And it could be one we've already talked about or one that we 
haven't yet, and I actually saved one so that I would not talk about it. So I'd like us to all kind of end this episode with what one of our favorite goblin flavor texts is. Now, it could be one we've done or one that we haven't done yet, and I actually purposely was saving one away from you guys, hoping nobody would see it, and that is Mog Fanatic, which is basically one of the cards that got most nerfed by these changes from uh, damage and damage on the stack and blah, blah, blah. And it makes sense for the card because it is a basically it is a mog like diving off of something and it looks like he's got like gunpowder in his hand and it just says, I got it, I got it, I <laughs> my flavor text is gonna be another squee, and it's from Hidden Retreat from Weatherlight, which is after an hour in the hidey hole, Squee seriously pondered the advantages of danger over boredom. So I I have one that isn't a goblin. I want to share this this one because we're talking about flavor text. And if if you two tell me this is cheating, I, I do have a backup. I have another goblin I can go to. Um, but I wanted to share the flavor text from an unhinged card called Double Header. And uh, just as you know, we're all talking about flavor text. So I think this is kind of a kind of a fun one to share. So that flavor text is: <clears throat> players that don't read flavor text aren't too bright, sort of smell, and dress funny. But let's just keep that between us, okay? They can get kind of violent. <laughs> I like it. I, I think it's our reminder that everybody should read flavor text. That's our show. You can find the podcast at Goblin Lore Pod on Twitter or email any questions, comments, or concerns to goblinlorepodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support your friendly neighborhood gobslugs, you can do so at patreon.com slash goblinlorepod. This episode of Goblin Lore was hosted by Hobbs Q, who you can find on Twitter at Hobbs Q. This episode was written and co-hosted by Alex Newman, who you can find on Twitter at Alexander New M. Engineering, editing, and production for this episode by Joe Redman, who you can find on Twitter at Findhorn. That's F-Y-N-D Horn. Our music is by Wintergatten, who you can find at Wintergatten.com. That's Winter G-A-T-A-N.com. Logo by Stephen Raphael on Twitter at Stephen Raffle. Goblin Lore is a presentation of Hipsters of the Coast, which you can find at hipstersofthecoast.com or at hipstersmtg on Twitter. Thank you all for listening. And remember, goblins, like snowflakes, are only dangerous in numbers.